Welcome to the Drink Like a Lady podcast. Um, we are starting this podcast. This is episode one. And with me today is business strategist Kathy DiCirico Stewart, who is going to be my compatriot and partner in crime as we host this weekly podcast on leadership for women. And Kathy, you and I, we named it Drink Like a Lady because it's not about just getting a seat at the bar. It's about getting a seat in the boardroom as well. We both focus on pivoting and never before probably has pivoting and the importance of it been as important as it's been during the pandemic, right? Like if you didn't pivot, it was very hard to make money. It was very hard to be visible. It was very hard for your brand to be seen. And so pivoting was really, really something important, especially if you're a small business. You know what really came up, Joy, in our conversation was that we were looking at individuals who went into this COVID-19 and really almost stopped dead in their tracks. And they said, what can I do? This is the way I've always done it, et cetera. And what we needed to do is really get in there with them and say, it's okay, you're going to be fine, but stop thinking about what was, and let's talk about what is and what's the possibility. And that's the idea of pivoting. What can we change in, that makes sense for a brand and a business? And it's so important to know what your why is, right? Like, I read this great article in Harvard Business Review that talks about marketing myopia. And the two uh -huh. industries that it referenced was the railroad industry and the movie industry. Now, the railroad industry always thought of themselves as the railroad industry. But really, if they took two steps back before they became essentially defunct, because cars and trucks and drones started to replace them, is that they were in the transportation industry. And same, and same thing with movies, right? They're really in the entertainment business, but they only ever thought themselves as the Hollywood movie-making business, and guess what? Now we can't go to the movies. So then pivoting became such an important make or break for both of those industries as a whole. So knowing your why, I thought, was always important. Like for me, I'm in the connections business. People are like, well, you only do events. What are you going to do now that you're not doing live events anymore? I'm like, but I'm still in the connections business, right? So I just moved everything to virtual and started making those connections on the phone or on online because that, at the end of the day, is what I, what I do. And so that pivot was really, really important because I knew my why, which is connection. Exactly. And, and you know, it goes back to we, we all are actors And the other, 
Yeah, and you know, the other buzzword that I heard, now I don't mean to call it a buzzword because that kind of diminishes the value of it, but it was so important to be human first in all of the connection throughout this entire last three months, right? Like, are you checking in on your clients and truly asking how they're doing? That's right. That's right. You know, everyone, Joya, as you're bringing it up, we, we walk through the door in the morning as a human, and then people believe we've become something else, and that's not necessarily the case. COVID-19 absolutely shows that each one of us is human from the top down. You know, as I sat with some C-level executives, they, they said to me, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And I took them out of that fear zone and put them into a new possibility, showing them the strength of their, um, their leadership from the past and what they can do in the future. Once they became comfortable with that, that's when the solution came forward. And that was, a, again and again, the messaging that was um, heard in, like, anybody, anytime anybody was marketing anything, it was important to just demonstrate that empathy. I, um, I was reading the story of the chef at 11 Madison, and he effectively, after they shut down, I think, on March 12th, decided that he was going to become a food commissary because... Nobody wants, you know, honey, lavender, blah, 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 gourmet, artisanal lamb anymore, right? It was about feeding the hungry. And he already sat on the board of a not-for-profit that fed the hungry. And that's what he decided he was going to turn his kitchen into, into doing, is uh, serving up 3,000 meals a day. And then he activated a second kitchen at a fast casual restaurant that sits under their banner. And now he, then he began turning out 5,000 meals a day. And I think those are the things that people are going to remember after all of this is said and done. So our first point that we brought today on pivoting was humanity first, being human first. And then the second one that we wanted to introduce today when it's when we're talking about pivoting is authenticity. And yesterday I, I interviewed the founder of uh, Janie's Life-Changing Baked Goods, and we talked to her about how she really rose to the occasion during the pandemic, took all of her brick-and-mortar sales of pie-crust cookies online and, um, and you know, developed a healthy e-commerce business. And so I asked her, you know, the way that you crowdsource essentially the flavors that you're going to make next was through Instagram. And why are you such, so on fire on Instagram? And she said, it's because I'm authentic. You know, she's like authenticity, um, hands down, wins all on social media. And people are looking for that. And, you know, the authenticity really goes back, and people talk about it. It's about bringing who you really are to the business. And say, if someone sees through that, they'll say, well, this business, they're just doing it to market. And I know the younger generation, they're the first ones to pick it out. You know, uh, a lot of the, the you know, older generations, well, that's just advertising. But really, everyone is looking for that authentic message, that authentic trust in, the, in that brand of people. And, it, and it's so important today in terms of what the future is going to look like. Yeah, we got to talking about brand and, you know, obviously there's many people that are bakers in this conversation that we had yesterday. And so, so one of my members asked her, she's like, you know, what, what is, um, what sets you apart in the marketplace? She's like, well, I was homeless. I was addicted at one point and, you know, I was able to enter into a situation where she started to bake because it was something that gave her so much joy as a, as a kid. And, and today she's featured in 27 Whole Foods um, stores. But she's like, you know, that is 
that's my story. That's what sets me apart from anybody else who's doing what I'm doing. And I always have to lead with my story. But it takes a little bit of flexing of the courage muscle to be able to lead with that kind of authenticity and kind of bear it all out for the world to see. Well, you know, I think you brought out a great point, and that is allowing yourself to be vulnerable in that authenticity. And once you do that, people then can resonate with you because we all have vulnerabilities. We all have things behind the curtain that we want to talk about or can talk about. And uh, that, once again, is such a powerful, powerful tool going forward that you have to be very courageous to do that. Yeah. So we're talking about pivoting today for those of you that are just joining us on our Drink Like a Lady podcast. And we're talking about kind of the three ingredients, if you will, of what makes a successful pivot, especially during the pandemic. Never has it been more sort of tantamount or important that pivoting was something that needed to happen, especially if you were a small business. And um, number one, um, Kathy, was being human first and leading with that in all of your messaging. Uh, number two was uh, authenticity. You know what you don't know, or you do know what you don't know, but being a, not being afraid to share that chink in your armor. And then the third thing is mindset. And I know mindset's so important to so many things, but what's your take on mindset? You know, that mindset is such an important ingredient to anybody's life. And I actually even taught mindset courses up at the leadership program at University for their uh, esteemed leadership group because you can go out, you can have skills, you can be smart, you can be intelligent, you can know analytics, you can know functions, but if you don't have the right mindset, you know it, you're going to trip all along the way. So yeah. teaching individuals and having individuals understand by looking at their own mindset, say, what is holding me back? Uh, when people trip up and say they only have a problem rather than a challenge, they don't go for the solution. So I believe, and I think in the best of the leadership, it's their mindset that makes them a different um, leader, actor, and uh, people who will respect them. Yeah, you know, I just finished reading um, Bob Iger's book, Ride of a Lifetime. Yeah, and it, it, it... for those of you that don't know the name, Bob Iger was CEO of Disney for 15 years. And he came in and took over in 2005 when Disney animation was really struggling. And uh, on the flip side, Pixar was producing some of the top selling animated films on the market. And so he set out to buy Pixar, acquire Pixar, acquire Marvel, and acquire George Lucas' Star Wars franchise because... He knew that you needed to innovate or die, and so he needed to innovate quick, and uh, that ultimately culminated in the build of Disney Plus, which is the rival to Netflix if you want anything Disney-related, and it's already got 50 million subscribers. But he was very clear in his mind that he needed to have three priorities, and three priorities only, and innovation was like number one. You know, he talked in terms of him, he also, in also setting him, he talked about being courageous and having courage and not, uh, and, and taking on risk, but not doing it without some kind of due diligence. It wasn't just throwing an idea out there as well. Um, and he teamed up with other great leaders in order to make that happen. So the best test, and, and uh, you know, is really take a look at the great leaders. What are they doing and, and learn about them. 
I know you're a big fan of Mindy Grossman, who um, is the newly anointed, or maybe not so newly anointed, uh, head of Weight Watchers. Yeah. Yeah. Mindy's been with WW. And what is it about her mindset that you admire so much? Because, you know, it's, it's not, it's holistic. It takes the whole system and puts the pieces together. She talks about culture first, you know. She has the right people. She has the right vision. She communicates it over and over again. And then she is not afraid to, once again, do the pivot. She did that during the COVID with um, WW. Because all of a sudden, people couldn't meet anymore. And those connections and networking were so critical. Um, she, I am one of her biggest, biggest fans in, in the world. And, you know, before we go, because uh, we only wanted to really share kind of three tips, because that's a digestible amount. But let's, before we leave, when you think about pivoting, we started with this conversation. It's important to always know your why. And I wanted to kind of finish with that and close the loop on that circle. Like, why do we, why, why is your why something that needs to kind of fundamentally stay the same, no matter how much you pivot? You know, Julia, they say, once you know your purpose, everything falls into place. And, um, you know, I often say to people, when you get up in the morning, you love what you do and you're on purpose. No matter what kind of a day you have, it's going to be a day that you want to come back to the next day. Mm -hmm. uh, people, because that's authenticity, people can tell if you're on purpose, if you're just, uh, you know, trying to make the sale or, or trying to do something that's under, um, you know, under, yeah, uh, in terms of So purpose, the why is so critical to, to the most successful people and happiness as well, which makes great company culture. Why don't you share your why? Why are you so passionate about women's leadership? I'm so passionate because I see women who are just amazing. You know, they'll, they'll sit, and this is for years, and they'll say, you know, this is what I see. And I'll say, then you've got to speak up, give yourself a voice. Or this is where I think it should go. And they're very, in a lot of ways, they're very simplistic solutions to problems that others may think as being complex, which is simple. So I love when I'm sitting with a woman, and she has, she's all about where we're going, how we're going to get there, and how she can be part of that solution. And uh, you know, sometimes I laugh at myself and think, you know, well, maybe you should give that up. You know, we're more in a diverse world. But honestly, I, I find pleasure in watching young women and, and women of uh, many career years I think my why in founding Lady Drinks, and I talk about this quite a bit, is that I, you know, I think when I announced to my Indian immigrant parents that I wanted to become a TV anchor, naturally they, you know, that was the big unknown for them. And so they couldn't really get behind it emotionally and they couldn't really get behind it financially. So I left at 18 and I paid for college and I paid for grad school and I paid for every move around the country to come to New York and become a television anchor, which is what I knew I wanted to be since I was a very young girl. And, but the thing is, I knew that I had to install other people as my support systems along the way in order for me to get here. 
And so today, you know, I'm hosting all these events and I talk about I'm the connections business, but I'm really just deeply committed to forming these connections for other people for whatever their definition of success is. That is my why, because I lived it and I know how important it was for me to be able to craft this career. So just to recap, today we're talking about pivoting on the Drink Like a Lady podcast and the three things we want to leave you with is being human first, leading with authenticity, mindset, and have being an early adopter sometimes of the newest technology out there. And the bonus one is know your why. All Everything might change, the technology might change, but fundamentally your why has to stay the same. Uh, I'm joined by Kathy DiCherico-Stewart, who is my uh, compatriot on this podcast. And we're going to hopefully see you next week when we talk about our next topic as it relates to good female leadership.